my name is Michael Fogarty. And I, <laughs> I am, uh, I just happen to be the writer slash director of, uh, this movie, Corey, that we're going to be discussing today. Lee Allen Johnson, uh, has been my best friend 20 plus years and he is editing the project. Heath, I can't remember your last name. Klaus. Uh, Heath, Heath Klaus. <laughs> Uh, is oh, I just saw I spelled my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, Lee, oh, Heath and I have been friends. Uh, I mean, approaching a year at least. Um, yeah. Uh, he responded to an ad online, and he was probably the most helpful person on set. Uh, I mean, when we when we get down to the end of post production, when I'm writing. Uh, when I'm adding uh, proper title cards and credits, you'll probably have about a dozen on there. Um, <laughs> you were, yeah, you ran Slate, uh, The Clapper. You were, um, uh, shoot, I mean, you were an actor in the movie. We could talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, did a little bit of assistant camera work. <laughs> assistant camera work, uh, a runner. I mean, you you saved the day multiple times with running. Um Hey, it's what I was there for. <laughs> picking up uh, supplies and and um, just anything. We just uh, we needed you there, and you were Johnny on the spot, and it was it was very uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, nice. I definitely had a lot of fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. When what when what were the dates on that? Uh, okay, so we. I think ultimately this was about an eight or nine day shoot uh, of us, you know, spanned out within a few month period. Uh, we had a one day shoot in, I want to say mid November. And then come the end of January, we had a five day shoot. And then there was a couple sporadic, I want to say about two or three more shoots um, that were just one day shoots. Uh, But the five day shoot, I I want to say it was like the last last bit of January uh, where we all, the majority of us stayed on location. Uh, We rented a... um, uh, what is it called? A vacation Prescott, property? Prescott vacation or something like that. The vacation rental. Yeah. Like, like an Airbnb, hideaway. basically? Yeah, exactly. Kinda. Yeah, for the most part, but it was multiple units. So we had a cabin, there was a casita and a cottage, and we rented those three units, housed the cast and crew, and we also used that that entire uh, location for um, for the movie. Um, oh, Prescott we, Hideaway, that's what it's called. Prescott Hideaway. Uh, if you're local, you pronounce it Prescott, but that's annoying. Yeah. Because oh, it's really? Different. Yeah. That's really weird because uh, we have a best friend named, you know, if anybody's listened to the podcast before, he was he actually hosted some of the season, last seasons of his podcast. And his last name is spelled exactly the same, and it's pronounced Prescott. <laughs> Pres- Prescott. Um, yeah, but somebody a hundred years ago said it wrong and it just stuck. Ah. And you have to deal with the locals who've been here their whole life, and if you say Prescott, they go, they <laughs> "Oh yeah, you're getting a fight." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, 
So, and just, you know, kind of like an overview, um, Heath, thank you again for being our first guest. Uh, This is the the third season. Yeah, this is the third season, and we... The last two seasons, we uh, we would bring a guest on, either a really good friend of ours or someone who worked in you know the film industry or something. Uh-huh. They would pick they would pick a, a a filmmaker, and Lee and I, the entire filmography of that filmmaker, okay. and discuss discuss the movies. Today okay. we want we want to kind of do a promotional thing for for Corey. We're only gonna be talking to people who are involved in the process of making Corey. Um, right. But but since this is a movie podcast, you know, I would like to talk a little bit about, you know, maybe some of your favorite movies and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we were definitely just going to get into um, some of the fun stories about uh, your experiences on set. And uh, oh, boy. A bit of, yeah. <laughs> were you I on uh, everything? <laughs> nice. You sure did. Yeah. Were you on every day of the shoot, Heath? Uh, the one up here in uh, Prescott, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I miss the uh, the original uh, sit down one, but uh, not, I was up here all oh. all five days, I think. You nice. were, yeah, you um, uh, you missed the first day because I hadn't met you yet. There was a, a oh, all yeah. day shoot, yeah. and and we shot the last. Essentially, we shot the last fifteen twenty minutes of the movie. Um, and then, uh, then you were on set for the the big. You know, we shot about eighty percent of the movie, and you were there every yeah. day, all day. You know, got there yep. early, left late. Um, well, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And they were they were long days, and then you definitely helped a day or two with the. Uh, you know, we did a couple of reshoots, and we also just did little, uh, just little things where we had to get um, just little scenes and little. Uh, little bit parts of the, the the story that weren't in the screenplay that was a spontaneous idea and um you know reshoots too we did some reshoots and i think ultimately you might have missed a couple of days but you were there for six yeah or the seven majority <laughs> yeah did did we did you end up in the film as well uh yeah um <laughs> in uh two different spots the uh the bonfire spot and then the uh a uh, scene where the guy walks up to all of us sitting on the log out in the background there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's cool. Were you the guy who's spraying the uh, the lighter fluid? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's yep. awesome. That's such a cool well, scene. You, you, you know, he, he missed it because I was actually using the lighter fluid as, uh, as like, a peen on the fire, but <laughs> I guess he <laughs> cut that part out. <laughs> I, I don't – I mean, I think <laughs> – I think it's implied. I mean, I'm pretty sure in the rough cut, <laughs> in the rough cut, we see you. Because what it is is that scene um, is we have two slow motion uh, scenes or you know sequences mm-hmm. that are heavily uh, cut and, in a slow motion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I like know, that too. Vibe, yeah. Uh, but and then at the end of that scene, um, it's really really cool, kind of poetic, and like you guys are headbanging and dancing around a fire, getting drunk. And then I do a, a a little bit of a jump cut where it's uh, a normal frame rate, and then mm-hmm. we actually hear the the heavy aggressive music you guys are listening to. Um, oh, okay. So it's kind of a funny contrast from like you know pretty music, slow motion, yeah, to <laughs> right, like right. An, ab- an abrupt. Now we actually in real time hear 
the, the you know the the hardcore music you're listening to, and then the party sure. and the laughing, and then I have you, yeah, spraying the uh, the lighter fluid into the fire. <laughs> as well, if I think that that, mu- that that music is actually uh, really good, making the transition between you know what punks feel while they're around a bonfire partying, uh, and, and the music they're listening to. It's not sounding like uh, the the loud racious punk. It's sounding like that an angel. And, you know, angelic music that you're playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So when you when you bring it back, it's kind of bringing it back to reality. You know, you're inside their heads for a second. Yeah, exactly right. Um, well, cool. I think it's it really is. I mean, Lee said that that it is one of the coolest uh, scenes in the rough cut, and it really is. Like I, yeah. That's why uh, Lee edited our first teaser trailer, and I did our second, and I absolutely mm. needed to to show that. Just because I'm yeah. so proud of the performances and how it looks, the whole aesthetic. Uh, of it. Everything came together to that day. For, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a long day. I mean, shoot, that was probably out of the five day shoot. Was that day? That might have been the night, our last night. Yeah. Um, and then the next day we had like a short little like we all wrapped by like two in the afternoon. Um, but that was a fun day because we had a bunch, your, your character in that scene is one of the crest punks, kind of like a homeless, uh, crest punk. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then that day is when we met a bunch of the other actors in that scene and they just showed up with their dogs and I've <laughs> talked to, <laughs> I've had communication with them through phone calls. Uh, but then they just showed up, uh, ready for, to play the part, you know, they, everybody yeah, had the, like the, uh, yeah, the actual crest punks from Fe- from Phoenix. <laughs> And that's nice. why it was so exciting because they were actually a crust punk crew. Their uh, yeah. their name are the the pirate punks, and they had their patches on their battle battle vests, and they had um, they had the dogs. They had the, the entire look going for them. Oh, uh, yeah. and it was it, it was a, <laughs> yeah, and it was amusing to me because uh, all of a sudden they just show up, and then everybody's like, not everybody, but some people were just like slightly uncomfortable. Uh, right because <laughs> the, right. the the environment the vibe in the environment just changed to like um oh yeah there's like a whole bunch of like genuine punk rockers here um just kind of like standing around but the sweetest people ever i mean right uh, oh yeah super nice mm-hmm. nice hey, have you worked on a, a movie set before Heath? Uh, no, this well, I did uh, theater and drama in high cl- in high school, but uh, this was nice. my first feature. Feature. Oh, nice! Did you find Mike? Was it a posting that he did on uh, Facebook? Yeah, it was. Uh, he posted in a in an AZ punk group that I, I'm actually in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, he needed, punks, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he needed some help, so uh, I saw I was here in Prescott and stuck my hand up. <laughs> nice, yeah, because Fogarty, you were uh, you were posting and all kind. You were really searching hard for to find people to help you with this huh yes um i requested to be a member of a probably a half a dozen facebook groups and a lot of them were filmmaker groups uh and yeah i found our 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 producer and our uh cinematographer through one of them i'm uh, there was like a local prescott filmmakers there was an arizona there was a phoenix um, and then when it came time to, uh, cast the, uh, crust punk scene, I thought it'd be a good idea to find a local 
Facebook group that was uh, dedicated to the scene as well as the music and everything. And then it was, it was kind of like a, a win-win where I, if I remember correctly, Heath, I was asking for crew members as well as, uh, oh no, it was a, it was a triple thing where I asked for crew members. I asked for bands to donate their music and I also yeah. asked people yeah. <laughs> to play. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just so ask for it all at once. Yeah. 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 And you were just like, yeah, I'll be crew member. I'll act. And then oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of bands who are just like, please use my music. Um, uh-huh. So it's uh, what's the name of the band that uh, that you used during that scene? For that scene, um, this is actually really exciting. It's a band called Fang, who's been around since the very early '80s. Fang. Fang. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And they, um, it was kind of funny where he just sent me a uh, like a direct message the singer of that band he's like you can use any fang song you want and i was like okay well send me <laughs> send me a you know a link going like uh, another you know no, i mean i appreciate it but at that point i was getting 20 links from yeah. 20 local bands and then i was listening to it i was like this is like authentic 80s hardcore right and then and then i was <laughs> and then i would like went to his facebook i was like why is that why is that guy okay how do i say this uh, I recognize the singer from a, a documentary I have uh, called uh-huh. Turn It Around, uh, the story of East Bay Punk. And, oh, sorry. Now I got my dog barking. Um, so, and I, I didn't know that oh, was good. him. I was like, oh, he keeps taking pictures with this guy I recognize from this documentary. And then it hit me that that was the guy from the documentary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then at that point i was like my you know i was like my mood changed i was like oh thank you sir i had no idea that um right and then i gotta go inside my the mailman's here so my dog will continue to bark um oh yeah <laughs> so um he's very very um you know he's a guy and I, you know he he's very public about this, so I'm not going to break any anonymity, but he's a guy who's also in recovery. Um, and he just wanted to help out a local filmmaker. And he's like, you know, don't worry about paying me. Just, uh, use a track or two and just let me know which tracks you want and tell me what kind of file you want me to send it in. And then I picked a couple. And, um, so yeah, I mean, Fang, when I started to do more research, Kirk Cobain called their album, the fifth best album of all time in that documentary. I mean, members of Metallica mm. were saying that they were influenced by Fang. So it was really exciting yeah. to have, uh, you know, somebody just be so uh, generous about that. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So that means, yeah, that's rad. That means the movie has uh, music by Fang. Now you can put that on the poster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's rad. Sure. Which that's something else you do. Lee, uh, Lee is, uh he's editing the the feature he has been helping with uh he did the first trailer and um he's absolutely the best at uh uh the artwork so um he made our first official poster and then i i'm assuming you'll be down to do our, our next one and you can <laughs> and you can add all you can add all the bands you know uh I mean, we can talk a little yeah, bit definitely. more about that but i should probably ask a question cuz i tend to talk too much um well, it's so, good we all like hearing hearing everything you're um hearing all i mean that's the point of, the, of this season's podcast is to talk about core i mean fuck 
Corey. <laughs> I, do. I do. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, which is kind of a cool, I mean, I still call it core by accident a lot. And, it, you know, you kind of want to. It's obviously it's pronounced. I mean, it's spelt core. Uh, but you just look at the aesthetic of the movie and everything that we're doing. You just you just want to say core. It's a very like hardcore quote unquote movie, and you're getting to the core of of this woman's mental illness. So it's an easy mistake to make. Um, yeah. Lee, uh, just real quick, if you don't mind, uh, other than being uh, my BFF, you worked in the industry for a long time. Uh, uh, <laughs> you what's kind of like your editing background and experience and why are you uh, excited to do this and whatever you, you know, you feel like discussing. Oh, I worked in LA, um, back in early two thousands, um, mostly editing TV commercials. Uh, when we ha- used to have TV commercials <laughs> and it was for some of them were kind of big ones, like, for TV commercials, which is uh, KFC and oh, Jack yeah. in the Box. And that was kind of Yo Play Big Yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo Play, yeah. And that was, that was um, but it was, uh, it was, it, it was good money, but it wasn't artistically satisfying. It was kind of like the opposite. It was kind of um, draining of that aspect. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of just felt... It, it, you didn't want to then when you were done working you didn't want to make work on any art or anything afterwards or i didn't i mean so i ran away from that and i island for a few years with my oh, la money <laughs> yeah oh nice yeah so you know the land of smiles yep yeah when did you go uh, i was there uh 2004 um in patia beach with the navy oh nice Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crazy <love> place. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely. It's it's one of those places I wouldn't mind living permanently. Um, right. Well, for, you know, a couple dollars reasons. of our money, you can buy a lot of stuff there. <laughs> that is one of the reasons you can. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, like a couple dollars for a room, a couple dollars for a yep. homemade meal. Yep. Yeah, you can go there for a few thousand bucks and just live for for few sure years or something. Uh. So, yeah, so then I, I just got into other stuff for a while, but then I finally came back into making movies and started with short films and won some, some awards and some festivals. And then, and then uh, Mike here got a hold of me and said that he wanted to do a feature. None of us have done a feature yet. So it's like, fuck right yeah. On. And he yeah. said, he, and he started sending me pictures of, of camera equipment that he's been buying. And, uh, and started telling me about he's been reaching out to people on social media, getting people involved. Uh, uh, that's how I found you. And all of a sudden, it was just happening. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And I would love to be there and help. But, um, yeah, it all moved really for, fast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, right now, I work for the Coast Guard as a lighthouse keeper. Oh, okay. So I'm, um, I'm just on. They, they helicoptered me out to this island and just dropped me off here. Right. And, uh, How do I get that helic- job, man? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Oh man, I'm lucky. I just yeah. stumbled upon it. Uh, a series of events that got me here, and sure. so they only bring me groceries, or, or the only time I see anybody is when they bring me groceries once a month on a helicopter. So oh, wow. I was like, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, how can I help with this project? Well, I can edit it. I definitely got the time here. <laughs> You know, right. just mail. So he's been putting everything on a hard drive and he's going to mail it out to me. And then 
I can basically yeah. just sit here in my lighthouse and just edit this movie. Oh, you definitely and, got uh, some time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll help. It'll help uh, keep the madness from right. There's several so, uh, lighthouse horror movies. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's a new one out with William Dafoe. Have you seen that one, the black and white one? Yeah, I did. It was uh, interesting to say the least. Yeah, it was so uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> an interesting um, about that is the is the, there used to be mercury in the drinking water of all the lighthouse keepers. So that uh, was what that glossy thing was going on in the water, and why the birds were dying, uh, and why they were going all crazy. Yeah, it's because they were drinking mercury, and that'll, uh, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and before, right before I watched that movie, I just had got from the library um, some journals, some lighthouse keeper journals, and I was reading them. And at the very end of that movie, it says this movie is based on lighthouse keeper journals, and I, they should have put that at the beginning so people knew it was based right. on a true story. <laughs> and I still would have been like, ah, oh, this is a total like uh, exaggeration fantasy. But I just had finished reading these journals, and there were they basically start like people writing all normal and then you get further in the journal and just becomes like huh. chicken scratching kind, and people just go kind mad. of love crafting. Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> huh. people usually like hack up their, uh, they get an ax out and start hacking up their, uh, huh. their partners and stuff. And it just goes <laughs> mad. And everybody thought it was the isolation. They're like, it's cause they're out there too long by themselves. That's right. So they kept trying to make the time shorter and shorter, but they kept going, still going crazy. And they finally figured <laughs> out, well, mercury they're using yeah. <laughs> in the, the lighthouse to uh to as a lubrication oh my god and it was uh and it was running down into the drinking water wow and, that's awful yeah so i don't i so so supposedly i don't have any mercury here um, yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll check <laughs> yeah exactly and uh and luckily uh we got internet and stuff like that now so it's definitely a different different vibe than i guess that's yeah. why there's no really modern uh, lighthouse movies made because it'd be a lot more boring <laughs> right yeah seriously <laughs> well i wouldn't be too offended if you got mercury poisoning and like the movie came out to be like <laughs> better than natural born killers or something Some <laughs> brain brain melting shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just and all, I, I delete all the audio it's just all audio of me screaming at the top of my lungs <laughs> <laughs> It's done. Well, that could definitely win some awards. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, I mean, I, I have to say it because it's uh, so, so frustrating. Just real quick, like I, I I sent Lee the hard drive about two and a half months ago, and it was kind of lost in limbo, and then eventually got sent back to me. Uh-huh. So that's another reason why uh, it's such a slow moving uh, post production at the moment. Um, but uh, thankfully. Uh, I've got minimal experience throughout the past, like five years or so of editing little, like little fun YouTube videos. So I'm trying to, uh, keep the, you know, keep the progress going by, you know, rough cut, but, oh my God, I mean, not only for his, his crazy mercury editing, it's going to be just simply, (laughs) just simply a different perspective, a different setup pair of eyes, uh, because, it really is. Um, I've hit a few walls editing this thing. I mean, I can. I'm. I'm. I'm piecing everything together, and I get a little creative from time to time. A little sequence, like, ooh, that was effective and and creative. Um, but I just. I, I. What I've read is uh, when people say that it's it's not the best idea for a filmmaker or the director to edit their own thing is because they lack 
objectivity. Yeah. Um, which makes sense to me. And I always kind of go back and forth. I'm like, well, do I lack subjectivity? Because I know exactly what this movie should look like in my head. Um, but, you know, when, I, when I'm editing, I, I, I'm watching every single take 50 times when I'm syncing the audio together, when I'm, when I'm uh, placing the clips in the timeline from, you know, taking out the, the slate and, uh, and everything. But, like, it's, it's – I could, I could still visualize he, you standing in that corner – you know, and I can like, I can, I can remember that I was aggravated that day or something. Oh yeah. Can, Super aggravated. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I, I'm, I'm pacing this thing together, not quite in a linear fashion because it's a, from time to time, it's a nonlinear movie, but yeah, I guess my point is, is it needs somebody else to uh, have a, a, a unique take rather than absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's uh, that's where the, that's where the movie's going to become more uh, more uh, film and more of a movie, or less of a film than more of a movie. You know. I think yeah. so. I think so because uh, when you watch, when I I've seen the the dailies and the movie so many times that it's starting to not be interesting to me. You know? Right. So when you have somebody piece it together, it's going to be a completely new movie, and, and it'll yeah. be. And I'll be a viewer for the first time watching a new movie I've never seen before. Right. Um, so I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like um, I always think of it as, uh, as a movie's kind of written th- three times. Like the first time you, you write the movie is the script. And then when you go shoot it, it turns out to be something a little bit different than the script because of your, the actors have a different personality than you imagined when you wrote the characters and you got different sets that you couldn't actually find and so then you've made a, a, a completely different movie and then when you go to edit it oh well that scene <laughs> doesn't quite edit together the way i thought yep. so you got to do something else so it's basically you have like three different movies and yep. but everybody only gets to see the, the last one but you actually and the trick is away. to get the third and the, the trick is to get the third movie to be the best one <laughs> yeah there you go. exactly yeah yeah <laughs> well that's the magic of editing man i mean it's exciting when uh, when a sequence or something pans out differently because uh, you know it, it's like especially for me there's scenes that were like well this is supposed to be a kind of a dreary and dull scene mm-hmm. but because of this person uh, you know like how they finesse their lines or how they're just like how their mannerisms are or uh-huh. you know like a, a, a suggestion from uh, our producer or our camera guy you know, um, mm. because I can just simply just say, like, point the camera there and have them say this. But yeah, the, the collaboration was that's uh, what makes a good movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because everybody was working together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't. It, it, I, I've tried. It, you can't make a, a, a feature alone. It just it no. doesn't work. And you can't make a feature with a bunch of people that don't talk to each other and work with with each other. <laughs> that too, yeah. Right. While simultaneously having people who uh, are set in their ways, you know. To, because yeah. I did. Yeah. I I learned a lot because I I got kind of put in my place from time to time because I was like, do it exactly how I'm telling you, and then they would be like, well, I can't because technically this, that, and the other thing, and I would have to be. Yep. I would have to, you know, for example, I, you know, I really wanted this dark, dim 
scene where this this the main character Corey is breaking into the vacation property and there should be no lights on and other than just like what they call as a cookie lit uh room yeah. where you know it's it's lit from the outside from the street lights and from the moon and stuff mm-hmm. and you know the 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 cinematographer the producer's like well we got to light it up i'm like have you no-? i remember specifically saying have you guys never seen a movie where it's where it's dark and you can barely right. see the actor yeah. and, like, and they said well you have to light it so we can dim it in post-production, but we can't do the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's where so, your passion gets in and you, and you start getting losing your emotions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is understandable because you're, you're, you're tapped into that part of your brain, your, your, your creative, emotional part of your brain. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then you're also trying to like, you know, manage people, so to speak, or whatever, which is a the other side of your brain, which is not supposed to be turned on right now. <laughs> right. That's very true. Very true. So it makes sense why, yeah. Like, I guess, I guess that that's where it comes, where a crew starts becoming more, like, closer, like a family in a way, because people start um, being being forgiving and understanding of each other and, and what each other are going through and stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I, and that's why it was, it was eye-opening for me to I, – I kind of embraced being – taught the technical side of these things um while also being stubborn you know so like (laughs) as long as long as you prove me wrong i'd be happy but if uh if you rewrote the scene because you personally didn't like it you know if somebody says well i i I don't like that that won't be interesting (laughs) for the viewer and then that's when it was it was hard for me because essentially i'm making this movie for me, I want to make a movie. I mean, all directors do that. I'm making a movie that I would like to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess you gotta have to be stubborn to, to to be a director, otherwise you're not directing. Yep. I think so. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and again, and it's gonna rub people the wrong way, and then that's yeah. Then it turns back to where that's you know. But I guess that yeah. I'm just gonna repeat myself back to the family thing of where it's kind of like you're gonna have to have a you know, arguments and, 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 uh, and fall, falling out, so to speak, but they're like kind of mini, little mini ones. Cause then you got to reconcile because you got to keep making the movie. Yep. <laughs> yes. And that's why I was so, I mean, I, you know, it, it, probably every night I had a little talk of like, sorry, you know, that, you know, I lost my cool, <laughs> but it was always like this understanding of like, Hey, it doesn't really matter the process it took, you know, throughout making, you know, like we, okay. So we have seven scenes we got to shoot today and we would always get them done. And we would probably, I think maybe we went over schedule like an hour or if not, we were, we were done on time and it's like, well, we got it. It doesn't really matter. Like how it, it, what, what, like the route it took to get there, you know, Mm -hmm. Mike, Mike had a hit, Mike had a hissy fit and mike's knee was in the picture (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah those are fun too when you would see (laughs) we're about to shoot we're like we're like blocking the scene and then i'm like uh cut or uh action and then you literally just see me sitting there with a monitor in my lap (laughs) and then then he's like dude you're in the you're in the movie i want to put a credit for mike's knee in there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah 
and Nessa, your wife's in the movie, and uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still debating right. on how to give her the acting credit. It's her butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> she's in under a blanket. It's just her butt. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to be. But honest, she she I, did she did a uh, PA with me as well. So nice. And she also did slate work. Um, yeah, yeah, she did. She, she ran slate, and she was a production assistant. Um, and then yeah, then there was uh, there's a scene in the movie where. Uh, the main actress or the main character is starting to get a little bit of help. She's a, she's a homeless alcoholic and finally she's in a kind of a hospital environment. <clears throat> and then uh, we needed a, another woman to be uh, like, she's in detox. So there was a two bed room and we needed, <laughs> we needed somebody to, to be the other patient who's just sleeping while the nurse is talking to her. And yeah, you, you see there's a butt under covers, <laughs> but I, I, I really wish now that i you know i've been editing this thing for some months like i should have had her kind of just shift around from time to time yeah but it's still pretty effective uh, she, she was nervous anyway so <laughs> yeah i guess just to stay under a blanket and that's not too demanding i don't think yeah <laughs> um so heath i mean let's see um I'm trying to think of some of the funny, uh, what, what was your experience when we were trying to make, so we have a scene in the movie where the, the main character is having, uh, not only did she go to sleep and uh, insanely intoxicated, um, uh. she, I mean, probably drinks four or five times more than your average heavy drinker. Um, and then she also has very vivid uh, nightmares. Um, so we have a sequence where she is drinking heavily and partying by herself and then mm-hmm. uh she passes out and then she's having a very very intense nightmare and then it cuts to her wetting the bed uh yeah. do you remember that day what what we had I to do, do to, <laughs> to i do some... the uh, what was it diet pepsi water a little bit of freaking coke <laughs> all mixed yes. together to make the pee stain <laughs> i think we kept yelling we, we need we we need more coke zero we need yeah, more it was Coke Zero. It was Coke Zero. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, that was the secret pee ingredient. It yeah, was. apparently. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I've always heard stories on sets about, about the different recipes to make for their blood. But I've never yeah. heard uh, a set story about the, the recipe for pee. <laughs> I mean, this is a that's very funny. body fluid movie. I mean, we've got a couple scenes of uh, for vomiting, we've got the bed wetting. Uh, we actually opened the movie with her. Uh, since she's a homeless woman, she's walking out of a tent and she's got to go squat down and pee. And I mean, our our actress went above and beyond. And when I mean above and beyond, I mean she. I didn't want to ex- exploit anybody, but I said I'm making an art house movie, and I would like to film you actually pee. And if it's okay with you, I'd actually like to film your genitals you know yeah and so i mean we've got that in the movie uh we've got we've got her another cool thing about the the main actress is she writes her own poetry so uh it was just kind of like happenstance or dumb luck where uh before she decided to make this movie she had poetry about alcoholism and and pissing pants and and farts and stuff so (laughs) yeah that works yeah it's a very um honest portrayal i think uh, without sounding too uh, i guess arrogant or whatever the right word is um <laughs> the, the ugliness 
of being alone and being yeah. a severe alcoholic alcoholic um uh yeah so when you heath when you uh agreed to be part of this movie um it was exciting to talk to you and i one of the kind of things i like to do before uh you know i before like we agreed to have you you know anybody be a part of the movie i like to have Mm -hmm. phone conversations and um you are uh, a big horror movie fan, and you're also oh, yeah. pre- you're also pretty good friends with a really exciting director, uh, director of a movie that Lee and I grew up watching. Do you mind yeah, talking Jam- a little bit of yeah, yeah James Marandino? Yeah, um, him and I have been friends for about uh, five years now. James Marandino and I. And what is what's he the director of? Uh, he does SLC Punk, um, SLC Punk Two. There's uh, he has a whole whole lot of movies that we've actually been watching with him. Uh, last Tuesday every month, he has a um, what is it? Uh, Patreon. So he does a Patreon. You pay for it. It's like five dollars a month, oh. and then he'll nice. uh, he gets on and shows one of his movies, and he uh, commentates through it. So I've been doing that with him for about two years now, and then uh, I helped crowdfund uh, the the second SLC Punk movie. And uh, yeah, him and I are just uh, pretty good friends. We talk. Shit, I've never seen the second SLC Punk. I need to see yeah, that. The first one is one of the. It's it's up there as one of the top. Not only oh, yeah. influential, probably because of the age that I watched it, right. but uh, but I mean, yeah, that just yeah. Oh, SLC God. Punk Two is uh, it's. Uh, Bob and uh, uh, what's her name's kid. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. Yeah, so Bob's dad still obviously, but uh, Trisha and the kid and uh, the kid I forget his name. They went on with their lives, but uh, he turns out to be like a super goth. Oh, it's kind of okay. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's it, it's an interesting movie. It's completely crowdfunded. Uh, the right. concert scene they have in the movie um, was also completely crowdfunded. And uh, all the people that you see that at the concert are people that uh, put money into the movie, so it was pretty cool. Nice. Is it? Um, is is he selling it himself, or can you find it on like um, on any like oh yeah, it's, services or anything? Yeah, yeah, it's on uh, it's on Amazon, I believe. Oh hell yeah, cool. I think when I watched yeah. it, I watched it on Amazon or Netflix. Even I want to say it was uh, on Netflix when I. And this is probably about five years ago. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It was cool to see that actor play himself but he is kind of like a a ghost yeah not in that traditional (laughs) sense you know he's just like Uh he's doing the narration Um, oh yeah and yeah his 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 uh the mom of his of his kid she's the goth girl in the first one right she's kind of yeah trisha trisha yeah that's right trish yeah trish um and then you're also a big horror movie fan um oh absolutely yeah now, oh, have yeah. you, have you, what, what are some of your, oh boy, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to begin. Well, uh, I'll say, I'll, first off, I'll start um, from when I was younger, I'd, I'd have to say when I was younger, probably the first It was a good one, um, okay. let's see, let's see, uh, I've, I've always loved all the uh, Evil Deads, uh, to Army of Darkness, um, Let's see. I like a lot of the uh, the uh, gorilla style horror movies as well, like uh, Paranormal Activity, uh, Blair Witch Project, that kind of stuff like that. Um, I'm really Sounds... into 
like Felt more. Uh, Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, oh there's there he's he back. Yeah, you were saying. Uh, <laughs> okay, saying, yeah, like, I think my phone on. normal ones. Yeah, the paranormal activities are pretty good. Uh, uh, honestly, favorite all-time uh, horror movie for me would probably be Arachnophobia. Oh, Ooh, shit. Nice. That's a good yeah. one. That's like a deep dive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I love that movie. And I'm actually in, uh, in the process of uh, starting up a, a screenplay for a movie of my own featuring killer spiders. <laughs> Hell, yeah. You've told me a little bit about that. It's really exciting. Um, yeah, I hope. Yeah, there's a you. there's a fungus that takes over spiders and uh, makes them into zombies and controls them. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, it's called cordyceps. Like, <laughs> that's kind of, that that's based on um, on reality because there is like a. Yep, it's called cordyceps virus oh, fungus. So there you go. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So yeah, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yeah. So horror the movies are more, more definitely my thing uh zombie movies right. I, i've loved zombie movies since george romero wrote the first one you know oh yeah uh, uh walking dead I, I was into that for a few for first seasons and then it kind of got lame but <laughs> yeah i stopped watching the walking dead when um when they killed uh the pizza delivery glenn. guy glenn yeah glenn when yeah they, as soon as they... uh they they killed him. I tried yeah, to watch some episodes awful. after that, and I was just like, like something in me died when he died. Yep. I was like, yeah, it was awful. Anymore. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> now, what yeah. what season was that? How how? Oh, six, I series? think. Oh, six shit, or seven. Okay. And it's yeah. on like what, like thirteen now or something? <laughs> yeah. That show's yeah. still going. Damn. Yeah. And even the spinoff yep, ones are still going. Yeah, they got Fear the Walking Dead and all all kinds of other stuff too. And movie, I think there's a movie. Supposedly, there's a movie coming out that they're working on, and it's going to star uh, the main dad. I forgot his name. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, but, another movie I wanted to mention, uh, Mike, is uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, uh, if you if if you've seen that one, I love that movie just for the mm-hmm. creativity that they put into that movie. You know. That was one of those movies that was just out of left field where you like, yeah, I don't think exactly. anybody going in. Yeah. Anybody going in didn't think it was going to be that creative and that original and that right. fun because it was really I love funny. It. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, the, the dude trying to jump the gorge on the bike and hitting the shield was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love a uh, horror comedy. Like yeah. Oh, yeah, horror, horror comedy. Uh, like uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil. We just watched yep. Tucker and Dale versus evil yesterday again. So good. So, Have you ever yeah. seen Hatchet? Uh, sounds really familiar. I think you might like that. It's basically uh, the um, the guy who played Jason and all the earlier Jasons, um, Kane okay. Hodder. He uh, he's basically plays a version of Jason, huh. um, but uh, but it's a bit but they add a little bit more um, comedy to it. But oh, it's okay. not. But it's like a high budget comedy, like kind of like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, and, check uh, out. just like the gore is just over the top. That's just like oh, sometimes yeah. it's yeah. it's not even a it's not specifically a joke. It's just like that right. is way so <laughs> too gory that it's just hilarious. Well, that's like a, that's like Ash versus <laughs> Evil Dead. I don't know if you've watched that at all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah you, I think you'd like Hatchet. Oh There's yeah. Two sequels, okay, I'll Hatchet check it out. Two and three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. You said you like it. Uh, did you like the remake of it? 
Uh, I I did. Um, just for the sense that it's going to keep it in the minds of our kids, you know, like uh, okay, the, yeah. the original it is always going to be the, the it movie for me. Uh, the new yeah. one is, I just kind of feel like they made it for our gen or the, our kids' generation, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Like, you know, St- Stephen King always messes up his, his movies that, that comes from books anyways. So, yeah, my theory with that with Stephen King is that uh, there's some things that work in books that don't work in movies. Right. But Stephen King exactly. insists that like that it's only a good Stephen King movie if it's like a hundred percent like the book. Well, the and, the, and... He, the biggest problem I have with that is uh, the Dark Tower movie that he just put out, and I I don't know if you read a lot of Stephen King or not. I haven't um, read that. that no. He well he the the Dark Tower is a seven book series. Okay, and not like yeah. novels in 400 pages each. And they crammed seven 400 page novels down into like an hour and a half long movie. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a success. And, complete, and it completely just ruined it. You know, like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really upset me when I watched that movie. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's his, that's his magnum opus as an author. Yeah. Now, is that one of his, that's not one of his earliest novels, is it? Bed, uh, the Dark Tower, The Gunslinger is the one he first wrote. That, that was his first novel, yeah. Is it really? It, and then it took him uh, 20 years to finish the series. I thought I thought uh, Carrie was his first novel. Hold on. Let me get I could be wrong about that. Because I remember reading that. Well, it, well, Did uh, it, Stephen King write Carrie or Dark Tower first? Dark Tower might have been the one he wrote on his own first. Yeah, that, I have to look it up. Because he did write Carrie with his wife. Because mm-hmm. I remember he, uh, I was reading about that. He wrote Carrie, and then he couldn't okay. quite grasp the whole like teenage right. girl thing, like because he's right, yeah, he needed girl. help. <laughs> so yeah. he literally threw it away, and then his wife uh-huh. took it out of the trash and was like, "I'll help you write this." And yeah. uh, and he was even thinking about giving up well, being an author altogether. I, I believe no he started writing Dark Tower while he was in college, still though. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if they were married in college or not, but I think he started writing it in college. Yeah, so I guess oh, there he, could oh, be he like. Published. He wrote it in Oh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> My wife just brought up the bibliography. <laughs> nice. Okay, Sweet. so yeah, Carrie, Carrie, 1974. That's the first one. Wow. Uh, and then it says the Dark Tower is 1982, but it it wasn't published till 82. But it was it that's was written probably before what it that. is. He, yeah. he probably wrote that first before Carrie, yeah. but just didn't publish it until, he, exactly. until it became more publishable yeah. or whatever. For sure. And that's just the, the first book of seven, you know. <laughs> nice. You know what's really good? It, I might be mistaken, but um, didn't he write Gerald's Game? Yes. <laughs> I thought that movie was phenomenal. I really, uh-huh. really loved that movie. Yep. I watched it last Halloween. Did you see that one, Lee? Gerald's Game. I can't re- I, It's so on the tip of my brain. I have that book here if you want to borrow, trying to remember, Mike. Trying to remember what happened in it. Perfect. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's it's kind of a um, an isolated movie, and it's it just the two main characters. The two characters really are just a husband and wife. Um, okay. It's kind of an exotic movie. Um, BDSM kind some, of deal. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly, and there's like a, some supernatural elements at play as well. Um, I couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah, it is pretty um, good. Yeah, I like that yeah. kind of stuff though. Those slow burns that are pretty violent. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think of yeah, Steve, some see, reason, I got you guys all talking off on horror movies now. <laughs> nice. I love it. When I think of Gerald's, I always think of um, of Jacob's Ladder for some reason. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And quite, uh, yeah. the Mouth of Madness is the other one I think of for some reason. I always think of Misery. Oh, it's nice. got it's got a very very it could be in that universe, uh, the Misery universe. Yeah, for sure. I just, I, <laughs> I wanted to say too before I forget. I have a a, a fond memory. Well, maybe this is not so fond. Um, and I don't want to out my sister, but shit, that movie came out in like nineteen ninety. I want to say. Yeah. And um, Lee, you and I are from Escondido, California, and I remember uh, my sister was gonna go on a date, and she was young. She was like junior high, and she was going on like a movie date with a guy, and she yeah. couldn't go. She couldn't go unless she brought me with them. So, so I had to like sit in the back of the theater at the Dollar Theater at the Vineyard. Uh, it was a it's it's been long gone now. Oh, but so, I forgot about the Dollar Theater. Yeah, you can uh, watch movies for a buck, and um, I just sat in the back of the auditorium uh, while my sister was making out with this dude, oh. <laughs> and, and uh, just being terrified because at that point, shit, in 1990, I was I was like eight years old. Oh, what a weird uh, combination. <laughs> Yeah, and then watching, <laughs> I didn't get like that. I didn't get arachnophobia <laughs> from the movie, but it was, uh, yeah, it was. I just all I remember is my sister making out and and uh, uh, the guy from Roseanne in it killing yeah. spiders. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! So That's you're watching funny. arachnophobia, and 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 in your vision, you can also see your sister making out the whole time. So you're yeah. terrified <laughs> and oh. That, that's some therapy stuff there for you. Terrified yeah. and horrified. <laughs> Literally, like it was like my focal point. It was like it was like always, always there. I guess my focal point turned to the movie screen, but it was always there on like my periphery of like, like that's oh, annoying. God. Yeah. That's funny, and that's funny that they were into making out too while there was all these people like being murdered by spiders in this right. like giant five foot <laughs> they weren't there to watch the screen. movie <laughs> no not at all like they didn't care what the yeah hormones are ruling uh, place could be on fire right. uh, so you said you like the evil dead uh movies um oh yeah i'm, I'm a huge uh, sam raimi and bruce campbell fan nice yeah, yeah i remember after he he left his horror genre like speaking of horror comedies and uh, and he went and made the Spider-Man movies, and then when he was done with that, he went basically back and made Drag Me to Hell. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I love that. I love how he returned. Yep. Have, supposedly have guys, he's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just gonna say. Supposedly he's he's directing the new uh, Doctor Strange movie. Oh, I didn't know that. So that should be cool. Huh. Well, I guess there is a a new Evil Dead uh, sequel in the in the make right now with uh, Bruce Campbell, oh. Sam Raimi as uh, the producers. Nice. Is it a sequel to that? It wasn't quite a remake, one. but like that yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, a sequel kind to of. that one, I believe. <laughs> nice. And that one was and like I, a, I, yeah, a I thought that was pretty visceral sequel combo. Yeah, I, I thought that one was pretty good and visceral. I mean, it it stayed with the whole story, just didn't have right? Ash. Yeah, they kind of went with the with Sam Raimi's first Evil Dead, where there wasn't really any comedy right. in it. It was just straight exactly up, like yep. the anarchist or Antichrist. It's kind of what I remember. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Drag me the nice. hell. I, uh, another funny story. So it's no anybody who knows me knows that I'm like a crazy alcoholic, 
and that's why I'm making a crazy alcoholic movie. <laughs> uh, but I don't, I don't drink anymore. Um, and uh, my, yeah, you're my, like two, two or how many years? No, wait, not two years. You're more than that, right? Yeah, I haven't had any any booze in like over four years. Four years, um, nice. Yeah, and um, so that's why this the movie Corey's is kind of like a. It's not one of those trite cliche movies where uh, everything's like rainbows and roses at the end, but it's it's uh, it's it shows the pro- the, the the process of being in active addiction and then like starting the, the your the road to recovery. Um, yeah. But I, I, I remember I worked at a movie theater in the mid 2000s. So I was always able to watch free movies. And uh, I just went, I just like walked in, you know, because you don't have to like, you know, you just walk in and go to the auditorium. Yeah. And I had a, a flask. Uh, I don't know. Like a, <laughs> like a, I think it was like a half pint of, um, of vodka. And I was just yeah. like drinking that thing and watching Drag Me to Hell. And I remember just laughing way too hard. <laughs> pissing off all the uh all the people uh, there around me i laughed during titanic so <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's that's bad oh you're yeah. all the 12 year old girls like really uncomfortable <laughs> who are obsessed with leo but right. i just remember honestly all i remember from drag me to hell is um the very very end right before the title card where it says drag me to hell and I won't ruin it, but you know what I'm talking about with the train. Well, no, it's just like literally what happens right before it says drag me to hell and the credits roll where it like involves getting sucked down to into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Okay. I I didn't even know there. I forgot there was a train, but I I think it was in a train track. That's why nobody could help because it was like a train going over top at the same time or something like that. It was like, if I remember correct, right. I need to watch that again. That was fun. Yeah, I Me think too. I'm oh, watch I... today. <laughs> That's like cabin in the woods level. That's it is. Yeah. I do remember the old lady gumming people's faces too. Yes. Like... <laughs> yeah. She fought that witch in the in her car, and she's like punching the witch in the face, and I think somehow she like knocks out the woman's dentures or something, and she just starts gumming her or something like that. It's just so over the top, <laughs> but still scary at the same time. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, so goofy, but. Yeah, terrifying. <laughs> That's hard to do, right? It is. I mean, comedy in general is like impossible to me. I don't know how people do it. Um, I think it's the hardest genre to make. Yeah, it is. Um, now, Heath. Oh, sorry, I got distracted for a second. Um, so, Heath, <laughs> do you do you remember on set that I think we do have a little bit of uh, comedy elements as well as uh, horror elements? Um, what do you think about the scene? You were on set, I think, when we were uh, we we had uh, a fo- uh, a smoke machine placed into the oven, or yeah. a fog machine rather, and then we had yep. uh, like strobe lights. lights. Yep. Yeah, I think that was pretty uh, a pretty scary element of the movie. Um, yeah, that was definitely. It was, it, I think it's. I'd say more suspenseful thriller than horror. Right, but yeah, like definitely. Uh, amps you up yeah it's just yeah it's, it's kind of like a um a heightened uh nightmare kind yeah. of i think right um i don't know yeah, if i had a question there but i think that was uh did, i think i know yeah. i know I, I know where you're going there mike uh, how, how it, 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 it reminds me of how sometimes i'll watch like you said Heath, like a like a thriller like a um 
And, and sometimes when it's, when it's done, I'll be like, what? I mean, that's like right on the border of a horror. Like I know nobody like was murdered or anything, but maybe somebody (laughs) was, but I mean, sometimes I'll watch a thriller and I'll feel like even, even more fucked up than I would have if I watched a horror. For sure. Like that was, (laughs) yeah. See, I like those movies. <laughs> yeah, I, it makes sense why. Yeah, if you love horror, yep. then you love thrillers. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Just almost <laughs> they, they blur some of them. Well, that's why whenever I'm making like a top ten list of like the year or like of all time, there's always like a fine mm. line of like where I have to, uh, I have to like preface it by saying like I know this isn't a traditional horror, but yeah, there's so many, especially when you start going to like Europe or something. Or like Scandinavia, or even like fucking, like Asia, you know, where like you know what I'm talking about, Lee. Where there be like like a Michael Haneke movie that is not oh, yeah. marketed as a horror, but yep. it definitely involves like home invasions and just like psychological violence. thriller. It's like, well, yeah, psychologically horrifying, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, where does the is horror only being when somebody stabs me, like, what if they're fucking stabbing me in the brain with right? Other... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I totally I... get that. And even some American stuff, like, like even something like uh, the game. I think that was by um, the guy who directed Seven. Yeah, like even David something Fincher. like yeah, that... like kind of Hollywood, big mainstream, like the game it kind of even blurs into horror there where it's just, I mean, that guy is, I mean, the guy thinks he's, he's in a horror movie. He thinks people are actually like, he's being, yeah, I don't know, especially the first time watching it after you, after you know the twist at the end, like, um, then it's nuts. But the first watch was like a horror movie to me. It is. It really is. It's like, it, it's, it's very similar. It's got a similar vibe to me of watching um, Jacob's Ladder. Ah, yeah. Yeah, which is all just in his head. It's all just mental illness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But but then you're like, but is it? (laughs) And then it's got yeah. Then it turns out heartfelt because when Sean Penn lets uh, what's his name Michael something when he like when he get when he finally uh, explains that this is all like a simulation or a game, and then he starts crying, and then it gets into like this like heartfelt shit. that's kind of my bag. That's like my favorite thing. If you can make me, uh, and I hope I like was able to pull this off from time to time in Corey, but, um, yeah, I, I would, I would, I, I love it when I watch a movie that's like, it's a roller coaster of emotions where I'm like yeah. terrified. Uh, I'm like, it's like a, a little too real and a little too uh, emotional, a little too violent, a little too yeah. like mean spirited. And then if you can Rock. transition, raw mm. exactly and if you can transition transition into that to where it's like a heartfelt like like you can like hug your loved one at the end and like talk about like how sweet that was so basically it's like all, all the genres exactly i like all genres in one movie nice. right <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. well thank for your buck <laughs> and if they break out in song and dance at one point right why not like, yeah. <laughs> Well, throw a little I, musical I, I, in there. Yeah. Yeah. You throw a little like Bollywood dance. Oh, have theme. you guys seen have you guys seen <laughs> Cannibal the Musical? Oh yes. 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 Okay, oh, great. <laughs> this is why we get along. <laughs> yeah, we would that, I think that, that was Matt Stone and Trey Parker's so best movie. Times. 
Yeah, great. and they made it like their college thesis film or something. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like, like the an assignment. Film school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I remember those guys uh, saying, like, when they were they were in film school, and then every all their classmates were like, "Let's make some artsy fartsy bullshit fucking uh-huh. like <laughs> yep. Ingmar Bergman movie." And they're like, "Fuck that! We like Troma and we like Monty Python." And right, <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. Every year, oh, like uh, you were saying, Mike making a list every year. Um, Heath, you might be interest, interested in this. Uh, oh. um, every year during halloween for the month of halloween we try to watch as many horror movies as we can okay and then there's this facebook group that we only post in for that month uh the halloween facebook group yeah and yeah. join um, me up to that send me an invite i think i yeah. might have sent you an invite i'll send you another one obviously yeah and that's where it always blurs is sometimes i feel like i'm going to get an argument with people because it's like I'll, I'll post some things in there like this is my halloween horror movie i watched but if you look it up it's yeah. going to be classified as like yeah. Um, like a suspense <laughs> drama romance or something i'm like fuck that right <laughs> right so what would you classify uh cory as if you had if you had to if you had to put a genre label on it i don't know about you heath but i just go with drama i just say like the most yeah. generalized yeah. just drama it, it is a drama yeah it might be hard too because it hasn't been hasn't has third reincarnation yet of yeah, right. <laughs> but it, yeah we're not gonna be able to see until then <laughs> i'm glad you brought that up lee because it um other than like when we were on set and we were filming i was like yeah this is definitely a horror element when i was taught we were talking about um we were talking about the nightmare sequence but it's funny mm-hmm. and it's fun when when i'm editing that there's little uh, quirky characters <sighs> Um, and I started to start cracking up like you weren't you weren't uh, on set that day, Heath, but we had to film. Uh, this was like a decision made like later in the the stages of the movie where uh, like we wanted to see her walking around town asking people for money. Uh-huh. And uh, one of our crew members, he's kind of like an on set photographer, um, mm-hmm. but he he made a cameo and I, I just can't do it justice. But she walks up to him and asks him for a dollar. And he just shuts her down immediately. Oh, uh, like, no, I, did. I, I, I saw that. I saw that in the trailer you sent me. <laughs> I cannot fucking watch that yeah. without like, yeah. laughing hysterically. Oh, Car- Carlos's thing, too, cracks me up. <laughs> it, it, well, it's, so, it's so mean. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's so mean, but you just can't. Maybe it's because know. we know these people, but it's yeah. so fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what it is. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, I, I th- this season we're going to try to keep all these uh, around an hour. Last season or last two seasons, sometimes we'd go into like three hours, and it just became too much for people. Yeah. So, um, so I guess we're going to wrap this that this up. Is there anything else you wanted to? Thanks for coming and being our first guest, Heath. That's yeah. No awesome. worries. And you're really. I can't wait. To, to, this I, great. I can't wait to do this yeah. more, man. To be honest, I'm uh, oh, yeah. going to be heading out to Oklahoma here in a couple months for a while, but I'll uh, be in contact with you all still. Oh yeah, like when it gets when it gets into October, we always do uh, a Halloween episode, and, and you sound like you should be you should be on that for sure. Yeah, yeah, just send me the send me the links. <laughs> Hell yeah, we'll do that in October, and yeah, you can obviously be in Oklahoma while participating. Yeah. The internet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And if you want, I mean, if you want to jump in again before you guys move, uh, and maybe Nessa would like to be a yeah. guest, and you guys can tag team it. 
Um, yeah. And we can dig Death a little Hunter. deeper. Yeah. We get to dig a little deeper into the, uh, um, your experiences on set and stuff like that. Definitely. Okay. Sounds good. All right, guys. It was nice to meet you, Lee. Yeah. Nice meeting you too, Eve. All right. You guys you have later, a great Mike. day. You too. It's been a pleasure. Have a good one.